Living the Principles. This podcast is hosted by Latricia Smith and Phyllis G. Williams. Living the Principles seeks to expand mindsets, express beliefs, and edify excellence in hopes of building a stronger Black community. Welcome to Living the Principles. Welcome. I am Latricia, and with me is my co-host, Phyllis. Hey, Phyllis. Hello, Latricia, and hello out there, Difference Makers. Today, we're going to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly of Black businesses. I know you probably thought it was a Western, but no, the good, the bad, and the ugly of businesses. I want to start off and talk about the good, but when I speak of the good, this is not a means for people to say, well, so-and-so pulled himself up by the bootstraps, so you can too. There is a discrepancy in our lives, even still currently today. But one thing I didn't know, Latricia, was Black people who were enslaved frequently bought their freedom. They started a second business, and they probably improved that business to something even bigger, and they saved money until they could afford their freedom. One person in particular, his name was James Bradley. He was abducted at the age of three from Africa. He sacrificed sleeping only three to four hours a night to create a business. He started with horse collars and then went to selling pigs for profit. He bought his freedom after working four years and later went to advocate against slavery. So the good thing, I feel that it's also a metaphor Becoming a business owner as a black person, the good thing about that is it gives us a certain sense of freedom or actual freedom, freedom from a job, freedom from a boss, freedom from your time being delegated. So the good thing about being a business owner is it provides you with freedom. What do you think of when you think of the good of business? I love what you said about the freedom and how freedom came to James Bradley from him starting a business. I like that. That was beautiful. When I think of the good of starting a business, I think of how it benefits the community. And I'm thinking of a couple of businesses in Durham, North Carolina, where they were called back in the day, the Black Wall Street. I know a lot of people attribute the Black Wall Street to Oklahoma, but there were many places that were considered the Black Wall Street. In Durham, there were a couple of businesses that started a long time ago. One was the North Carolina Mutual Life Insurance Company that was founded in 1898 and it is still standing today. What I love about this business is it started based on cooperative economics. So all of these guys got together. There was like a group of seven of them. They got together and they started this insurance company. And later they were able to use some of those resources and start a bank, which 
also is still in existence today. And the bank is the Mechanics and Farmers Bank, which was founded in 1908. So I love the whole principle of Ujamaa and how they're able to support their community. They're still in this community today, and these companies are still going strong. Oh, cool. Mechanics and Farmer, I put some money in the bank with them a few years ago when Killer Mike suggested that Black people put their money in Black banks. And you remember that? It ended up being a million dollars of money that was put in Black banks because of his call to action. And I love what you said about community. And as I think about Mr. Bradley, by him being free, he also went back to help his community. And it wasn't as documented as some other people, but I'm pretty sure he did make some impact, persuade some people, or assist in other means with freeing people in his community or even employing them. That's something else, too. If you start a Black business, you can help with the wealth gap because you can employ black people exactly that's one of the things that i wanted to talk about too is why you should support black businesses it's not just about the products or the services it's about the community it's about closing the wealth gap it's about employing people in the communities there are so many benefits to buying black and i know you and i we were talking earlier about how some people are disconnected from things when it comes to blackness people have a tendency to focus on the weaknesses or the negativity but when a solution is offered then people come back with reasons why they don't support the solution well why do we have to buy black yeah, that's so true. And we're not saying, oh, we don't want you to support anybody but Black people and just support them because they're Black. No, that doesn't make sense. Our aim is to empower Black excellence. So this is a way you can empower Black excellence. And you know my mind sometimes is just all over the place. But I thought about the movie New Jack City. And even though he was a quote-unquote entrepreneur, I remember him handing out the character, Nino Brown, handing out turkeys in the community. And I know there's a lot of local business owners who give back to the community. It may be through speaking, through mentoring, financially, or with materials. So in addition to a job, they can also provide their services or time or money. So that's something that's really good about Black businesses. Yeah. And you know what else is good about Black businesses? What I've noticed particularly some of the businesses that I frequent, they contribute back to Black culture. There are a lot of people who do Black hair care products, Black skin care products, different products that are related to the Black culture. And I really like that. Like I remember back in the day when FUBU came out and it was this for us, by us, and just the pride that I had in a Black-owned clothing company where we can feel good about wearing these clothes that are made by Black people for Black people. And, and I guess that's how I feel about some of these products and services as well, because they're contributing to Black culture. 
there is a rich culture in blackness. Absolutely. And as you were speaking, I thought about how that expands to other areas. If I support a Black-owned hair care product, more than likely they understand Black hair better than non-Black people do. Or, for example, it may be a certain type of food, a certain type of seasoning that they would understand. And, of course, um, we are African diaspora, so it could also be Southern, it could be African, it could be Caribbean. But it's nice for somebody to really get your culture. And you can say, oh, yeah, this this is really familiar with Mississippi, Louisiana area. So it's like you're being thought of when it's a black business catering to who you are. I think it's so funny when I go places with people who are from like Louisiana and Mississippi and the food that is being served at these places is not reminiscent of what they're used to experiencing at home. Yes, for me, it was crawfish. I didn't eat crawfish for years because I tried it one time in North Carolina. It was a not at a Black-owned restaurant, and I tried it, and it just scarred me. And I was like, this isn't crawfish. Well, it looks like crawfish. What type of seasoning they use? So, yeah, for that part to be implemented is so cool. So that's some some of the good stuff. Do you have anything else good to add about working with Black businesses? I said they cater to you as far as it relates to services or even that. Think about that. Think about a wedding planner or a caterer. They're going to be familiar with your culture. When somebody say, what's up there now? They're going to be able to say something back to them and interact with them without it being awkward. One good thing about Black businesses is also that connection with sayings and flavors and everything else. I recalled we talked about you supporting a Black-owned bookstore, and you told me some reasons why you really enjoyed that. Can you tell the listeners? Yes. I used to support this business back in the day in Texas called Under One Roof Bookstore, and I loved that bookstore. I loved going in there. The owners there, they were nice. They were friendly. We had conversations about all kinds of things. It was one of those kind of things where you just get to know people. They get to know you. You get to know them. They know what types of books I like. So when they have certain books that come in, they can pick up the phone and call and say, hey, we got such and such. You might want to come and check it out. And I love that. And I also love how they gave back to the community. They had different events. They also hosted a book club in their bookstore. And it was just beautiful. I just enjoyed it. And like you said about being relatable, I could relate to them and they can relate to me. And we had this commonality in books, but we also had this commonality in in our Black culture. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to recap the good. The good is... There's an authenticity with working with Black businesses. It's relatable. It feeds back into the community. And it gives the owners a sense of freedom. Now, the bad. What have been some of your not-so-pleasant experiences with Black businesses? I think one of the most recent issues that I had was 
I reached out to this business by email and I'm still waiting on a response. I don't know how long it should take or generally takes for people to respond to emails, but in my mind, I think people should respond in within 24 hours if it's a weekday during their business week or at most 48 hours. So do you think I'm unreasonable or what What are your thoughts about how soon people should respond? And this was probably about two weeks ago. So it has been a while. I think two business days is ample amount of time. But what I've seen some people say, especially now with COVID happening and there's been a lot of delays, they will tell you that in a either a response or on their website when you first reach out to them it may take us two weeks to ship your material due to the pandemic but if they don't even have that as a upfront communication clear communication yeah i think two days another thing that i think that could be a problem and that is sometimes people are no longer in business and their websites are still up or there are still ways to contact them on the internet so sometimes it could be that they've closed down and you not even know it yeah so what i hear you saying is clarity and communication was an issue for you in that particular business for me my experiences that has rubbed me the wrong way has been communication as well but more so defensiveness say for example you go to a black restaurant and you notice somebody doing something they shouldn't do and you pull say you pull the manager to the side say hey i just want to let you know that they need to be very mindful of how often they touch, if they touch their face or coughing or whatever it is. And the person receive it with gratitude, like, oh, you know what? Thank you. Because I could have just jumped on Yelp and gave you a poor rating and talked poorly about you. But instead, I pulled you to the side. So I had an experience with that. It was this weight loss product this girl was selling on Instagram. And she was connected to some people that I knew. So I said, okay, I'll... I'll go with her to get this weight loss product. So she told me that I could meet her on a Friday at five o'clock. So I got off of work. I stayed at work a little later. So by the time I made it there, it could be five o'clock. I make it there. No call, no answer. So then I text her the next day. I said, hey, I just want to let you know as a business owner that whoever was supposed to show up with your pills or whatever it was, potion, whatever it was, they didn't show up. And she responded, well, as a business owner, I want you to know that stuff comes up. And the thing about it is I was amping her up. I was amping her business up and I didn't even really know her. I was telling my coworkers at work about her. I said, hey, it's this lady. She sells this juice. And I've seen a lot of results from people that I know. And I think it'll be so cool if we use her product. So say there was a group of 10 of us that I'm telling these people too. Not only did you lose me as a potential customer, you also lost 10 other people who were interested. So for me, it's this defensiveness when someone does try to 
correct you and they do it in a favorable way. So communication for me is an issue. And you know what other communication is kind of weird? The store hours. Like, okay, so y'all just took this Tuesday off? Like, I pull up at a restaurant and not open. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, Monday through Friday it says that. So communication. But I hope that improves. And I think most people who have had an issue with black businesses is going to break down into two categories, communication and professionalism. What do you think? I totally agree. And I want to commend you for saying something to her about the issue that you had with her because oftentimes people don't say anything. They just leave. They don't come back. They do what you said. They make negative reviews. They tell their friends and family members about it and steer them clear of the businesses where when you make a correction on the spot, that gives them an opportunity to make some changes to go ahead and fix these things that may be causing them to lose business. So I I think that, like you said, gratitude, I think people should be grateful that someone is actually taking the time to let them know about some of the issues that they have with their business because they could continue to carry on this way and lose business and not even realize why they're losing business. Absolutely. And this falls under the category of professionalism to me. Sometimes I'm hesitant about supporting certain black businesses when the owner is always complaining. Now you got me wondering, well, why people don't support you? Maybe there's a reason. Now you know how some people get on social media and they say, you can't, you can't. Uh, I guess it goes back to gratitude. Black folks don't want to spend no money on nothing but Jordans and Timberlands. But it's like, well, highlight the people who are supporting you but that's usually not the case any other communication ones that you can think of that seems to be poor need some work in the black businesses i can't think of anything else other than customer service or attitudes sometimes people have poor customer service and i'm not just talking about not opening during the hours that you say you're going to open i'm also talking about customer service skills as far as greeting your customers and being friendly with the customers because they're here to support you and to buy your products or services. And I just think that people should be treated nicely. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that falls under the category of professionalism. They lack professionalism. And, you know, skits always joke about it with somebody patting their hand like, uh, may I help you? So there's always these exaggerations that we see on shows, but sometimes it seems as if it's a reflection of reality. So professionalism is definitely an area we can improve under the category of customer service. What you didn't say, but I was thinking of with communication is... I think this hits both professionalism and communication. I recently asked on Facebook, would you do business with someone who didn't use punctuation and use short text? There are some people, you may want to buy a bracelet from them. Maybe they make and sell bracelets, but they 
don't have a website, a Facebook business page, or anything like that. But also, when you message them, it's like all these abbreviations, no periods. And then some people, you know, going back and forth with texting. The clarity and communication can be lost. So not only is their means of communicating not professional, also by continuing to text or email rather than call demonstrates a breakdown in communication. So I think we really need to work on that too as a group of people with creating clear communication, whether we're talking or writing. Yeah, that's a really good point. I don't oftentimes like communicating by text messages, so I tend to call people, but I know that there are some people that do communicate that way. But I'm glad you brought that up because sometimes when people use these acronyms, I don't even know what these acronyms mean. Everyone is not the same text savvy and know what all these different things mean. So when somebody sends me stuff, I'm usually sending them things back saying, what does that mean? I don't even know what some of these shortcuts even mean. So that is a really good point. So basically with the bad, we need to work on professionalism and communication. All right. We talked about the good. We talked about the bad. Now let's talk about the ugly. It's not easy being a black business owner. Can you think of some reasons that add difficulty to being a successful black business owner? Well, one of the things that I think is difficult is the lack of access to capital. A lot of black businesses, they don't get the support from banks to be able to get loans. They don't have the accumulated wealth in their families and communities to be able to get people to help that way. So, so many Black businesses, they are doing things themselves. And what happens is they're draining their 401ks, they're draining their savings accounts, they're maxing out their credit cards. They're doing all of these things to get their businesses up and running because they just don't have the the financial capital. So I think that's one of the ugly things. And, and a lot of it has to do with discrimination. I know even here recently, when they were doing those payroll protection loans, I don't know if there were some articles or if there were studies, I don't know exactly what it was, but I do remember reading that the majority of Black businesses were being denied these loans. They weren't even getting the help that they needed to be able to sustain their businesses and to keep their employees on payroll, the ones who even have employees. So I think that's a huge issue. How can we stay in business without any money? And that's what I was going to say, the discrimination. I recall a bank in Mississippi, I think it was Merchants, it wasn't Merchants and Farmers because that's North Carolina, but Mississippi has their own version of a bank similar to that with the same initials. They were recently in the news within the last five years because they were denying loans and it demonstrated that it was towards minorities, specifically mostly black people. 
So there's discrimination that we have to fight against with being business owners. And as you were speaking, as it relates to capital, I feel one of the ugly parts is we don't have enough mentors. I was reading about the richest black man in the world. His name is Aliko Dangote. He is African and he does a lot of stuff with concrete and different natural resources. But I was reading about him and his uncle gave him a loan to become a business owner. In addition to giving him a loan, I'm pretty sure he coached him of this is how you apply for a loan. These are the words you need to put on the application. This is probably the area you would want to do your business with. Oh, disregard doing business with this person because of X, Y, Z, and make sure you do background checks. There's a lot of people not doing well in business because they don't have mentors. So I really hope that Black businesses start to have more mentors. And with Black Lives Matter being a trending movement, I'm starting to see a lot of businesses redirect their business to Black businesses or demonstrate their solidarity with Black businesses. I'm starting to see a lot more loans. So I know that's the good. But in addition to that, I believe You know, I believe in money. I believe money is powerful. But I also believe knowledge is power. So I would like to start seeing some more scholarships or classes given to Black business owners from anybody, Black, non-Black, so we could maintain our business. Yeah, I think mentorship is important. And I think with so many people going into business now and people seeing the value of owning businesses that there will be more people to mentor. It just seems like there was such a shortage of black owned businesses that the ones who did it and started and made their way up aren't able to mentor everyone. So now with more people becoming business owners, there will be more people available to mentor. I think that we will see a change coming as far as increasing in the mentorship. But I think another thing too is that sometimes we have to go out and seek out these mentors and find people to help us because it just seems like it's easy to start a business. Like Anybody can start a business, but anybody cannot sustain a business. And I think that's what really matters is being able to sustain. Speaking of sustaining, I hope what's going on now because of all of the the racial oppression and all the social injustices that people are now gearing their money towards Black businesses and supporting Black people at a higher level. But I, I hope that this is something that continues on well beyond what's going on now. When this dies down, I hope people continue to support. But you know, one large company that has been at the forefront and very vocal about racial injustice for a while, speaking of sustainability, somebody I know who has sustained um, allyship is Ben and Jerry's. They have been very vocal about disparities. So 
I believe a lot more companies will become a part of their identity. I hope so. I really do hope so. Because while everything is out in the limelight and people are just coming out of the woodworks, I hope they continue. Mm-hmm. And you know what else with this movement? I think it has empowered Black people to be more united. I'm in a group my cousin recently added me in. It's called The Gold Friends. And it's a lot of Black women. I don't think it's exclusive to Black women, but it's a lot of Black women and they speak of different obstacles and they ask questions and they give tips like Tuesday is Tips Tuesday. So I believe now with social media and more people being business owners, as you said, there will be more mentorship. So they'll ask questions about starting an LLC or sometimes they'll ask a question and people give them insight. So I'm glad to know that there's a lot of people not only talking, but also doing. Yeah, I'm glad to hear that. As we wrap up our session about the good, the bad, and the ugly of business, how do you feel overall about Black businesses? Overall, I'm I'm hopeful about Black businesses. I love supporting and shopping with Black people, be it restaurants or some other type of goods. Or, and even services. I, I really like it. I intentionally seek out Black people for certain types of services because, like you said, they get me. So I, I like to deal with people who get me, especially in the medical profession. I don't like when people are condescending or when people act like you don't know your body when you are the one who's living in it because you don't have a medical degree. I I don't like that. Absolutely. And I've had a, not a bad experience, but an awkward experience with a non-Black person as it deals with finances. So even with that, I think relationships and relating is so important. So I'm hopeful as well, too. And I believe it's not going to only change their family. It's going to change the community as well. So... I know you have it. You have it every episode. What is our principal challenge as we wrap up the good, the bad, and the ugly of Black businesses? You know what, Phyllis? I do have a principal challenge every episode. But this episode, I would like for you to give the principal challenge. Principal challenge. Live them out. All righty then, we'll switch it up. The principal challenge for today is to pick one day of the week to dedicate to black businesses. So that way, it'll eventually become a habit. My day is Tuesday, and this was inspired by the Buy Black Day that TI ignited. So pick one day a week to support black businesses. That is a great principal challenge. All right. Open your mind, heart, and ears for our next section as we spread the good news. Not rumors, not rubbish. Living the principles, we spread the good news. My Black Receipt Movement. The My Black Receipt Movement reached their goal of tracking more than 
$5 million spent supporting Black-owned businesses in just 16 days. My Black Receipt is a movement dedicated to encouraging people to spend their money with Black businesses by asking them to upload receipts of their businesses. The initiative is being led by Keziah Williams, Torrance Reed, Daryl Perkins, Talib Manns. Please visit My Black Receipt if you would like to participate. Our second good news for today is from former San Francisco 49ers quarterback Colin Kaepernick just announced a new first look partnership deal with Walt Disney. Variety reports. The partnership would extend across the company's platform, including Walt Disney, ESPN, Hulu, Pixar, and The Undefeated, which highlights race and sports. Kaepernick will work closely with The Undefeated to expand Disney's imprint, beginning with a docuseries about his transition from athlete to activist, produced by former ESPN reporter Jamil Hill. Our last good news comes from Darnell Atkins. Darnell Atkins is a Navy veteran who fell on his luck after being discharged for smoking synthetic marijuana. One day, when hanging out near a salon, he became curious enough to ask for their prices. After hearing the price, he enrolled in school to be a nail technician. He would wear hoodies and try not to bring attention because he didn't want to be labeled. Darnell is now a flourishing nail technician who wants to inspire other men to redefine their views of masculinity and take their identity in their own hands. This is our good news, all based on good businesses. All right, Latricia, our soul snack. Our soul snack for today comes from a Swahili proverb, and it says, aiming isn't hitting. That's our show for today. Until next time, expand your minds and impact your communities. Thanks for listening to Living the Principles podcast. Be sure to visit us at livingtheprinciples365.com to access the show and join in on the conversations.